This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne. Podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. In this time of COVID-19 and global unrest, in a fight for racial justice, there's a deep sense of isolation, uncertainty, fear, and grief. And looking to our artists is more important than ever. Although I'm coming from the perspective of a performing artist, the themes and issues discussed here apply to all of us. Whether you consider yourself an artist or not, life is a creative act. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a choreographer, actor, dancer, writer, educator, living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish people on the west coast of Canada. Before I kick off this episode, I want to acknowledge the incredibly difficult times being experienced right now and for hundreds of years by our Black community members. If you are a white person like I am, it is time to get educated, to speak out even when you're afraid of making a mistake. Find ways to be an active ally every day and be okay with being uncomfortable. Being an ally is not a proclamation, but a process. It is work. I will include a list of resources that I have personally found very useful and a few places to donate. Reach out and give love. To my Black friends, colleagues, and beyond, I see you, I love you, you are important, and your future matters. My interview guest today is Michelle Olson. Michelle is a member of the Tondequichin First Nation in the Yukon. I hope I'm saying that maybe a little bit right. And the artistic director of Raven Spirit Dance. She studied dance at the University of New Mexico with Bill Evans, contemporary, and Andrew Garcia, Pueblo Social Dances, Banff Center for the Arts in Aboriginal Dance under direction of Marie Mumford and Alejandro Ronserio and furthered her performance training with Full Circle First Nations as an ensemble member under the direction of David McMurray-Smith and Margot Kane. Through her studies with the Laban, Bartinieff, and Somatic Studies International, she received her certification in movement analysis. I will link you to Michelle's bio because it's super impressive. She's a really great choreographer and a beautiful performer, and I'm so grateful that she had time to sit down with me and talk about her experience right now in this pandemic, super weird time, and how she's coping and finding some joy. Okay, so here we are with the Michelle Olson, who is a dance artist, choreographer, thinker, mover, shaker, person who makes things happen, artistic director of Raven Spirit Dance and a parent. And is there any other ways you describe yourself, Michelle? Um, I I like to include that I'm a Trondequichin citizen. That's my first nation. I come from um, the Yukon. And um, the the movement nerd in me wants to say I'm a certified movement analyst. (laughs) 
Nice. That's important. (laughs) And I'm also a teacher too. I spend time teaching as well. And overall, yeah, just all those things, I guess. Yeah, all those things. It's amazing how many things kind of um, stack up as we age in this career with, you know, you realize there's so many kind of, you have so many tentacles um, and, you know, yeah, the teaching. um, I'm always really happy when I'm working with an actor who is trained with Michelle. Michelle teaches at Studio 58. So I start like using language and I'm like, do you know what I'm talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Michelle. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) It's so good for me as a choreographer. Beautiful. Um, Okay, so we're in a super weird time. Um, What does your life look like right now? Uh, it's really, really small. I would say like, it's very close to home, very focused and unfocused at the same time. And as things start to open up a bit, things are, we're opening up our bubble a little bit, but it's just been really, um, it almost feels like I'm wondering how my brain's going to work once things get to normal again. Like what's going to atrophy <laughs> in, my, yeah. in my like brain? Um, and maybe what, what are the, I think, things that, that have gotten stronger by being in this situation? So I think it's a bit of a, a balance. Um, so I, I think it's, it's definitely a vortex. And, and then also just being in a position of trying to make decisions that you don't really know what the foundation is going to be for those decisions tomorrow, next week, in the fall, even next year. So I think that's just been um, really quite overwhelming. So I, I, uh, I just, I, I come close when it's too overwhelming. I'm just in my house, in my, um, my office, that's a closet. So I'm in my oh, closet. <laughs> I, I also am in a closet. This is my oh, closet. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, no, they're awesome. They're, they're big enough, just enough for what you need. Right. Um, but I, I think there's also, um, it's, I really, I really hit some really beautiful moments during the last two and a half months that I am so thankful for. And I can really feel um, I haven't felt that in a long time, or it's a new feeling of appreciation and gratitude that I just, that I, um, that's being presented to me by being in this situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, that totally resonates. There are things that all of a sudden I'm just like, my heart's like bursting about the the hummingbird and the hummingbird babies outside our windows. And just, yeah, I mean, that the fact that I have a small person climbing all over me, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. when I'm not like, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, can, you, can you think of one particular moment over the last couple of months that really kind of bent your brain or moved you in a, in a way that feels transformative or noteworthy? I think it's probably been the relationship with my daughter over the last two and a half months. Like we've really, um, 
it's we've really connected in a way that we haven't connected and she's 15 so wow that can be a a challenging um time but you know we've just been able to find some really interesting time together which i've been so grateful for very very grateful for so i feel like that has been my big takeaway just sort of a renewed connection with her which has been really lovely yeah Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and then just like out in terms of like your company and like what you're, I mean, I'm definitely in that place of like, I'm, you know, canceling this and canceling that and then trying to transform things. Um, how is that looking for you right now? Um, I think, well, we've sort of we finally, maybe in the last two weeks, we realized that things need to get postponed and canceled. Um, so we will, um, we were planning a tour to the Yukon for our children's show and that's going to, that will have to get moved. Um, and then also stars premiere of her piece is going to happen in September and that's going to actually extend longer into sort of a development time. So we've just had to kind of, like, we really, the thing is though, we haven't really looked at the budget yet. (laughs) (laughs) I think Ah. that's part of the, um, you know, you can handle so much and then you're like, okay, let's not talk about this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then you dive in. I think we're going to be looking at the nitty gritty now pretty next week and just seeing what and how things are, um, gonna, you know, unfold. And, and I know we have a training in the, in December, we we're planning on doing an Indigenous dance training. And that, I think we're going to focus on going online. Mm-hmm. See what kind of hybrid situation we can create, which in a way is quite exciting because there's the possibilities. Like we were wanting um, Maria Randall to be involved. Oh, I love um, her. Yeah, so um, I'm hoping, I haven't talked to her yet actually about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that she can Skype herself in. I'll, I'll only send her a quick note right now. <laughs> okay, Maria, if this is the first you're hearing about this. I know. <laughs> um, but there's there's that possibility of really bringing um, a large group of Indigenous artists together um, to do work together. I think that's exciting, which I never really ever thought about. You know, I thought like in person, in the same room, let's do the work together that way, which is just as powerful. But I think also to the power of doing our work in our, you know, respective continents and places and spaces around the world is also a very powerful thing too. And I feel like that's what I'm really wanting to um, attach myself to. And, and it's really by, it's really, there's no other choice, but I think it's kind of exciting to think along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Like the possibilities mm-hmm. and like what, what actually, what, what kind of like network can we, can we find in this different way of being? Hey. Mm-hmm. And our, our response to our present situation on top of the land that we are on and knowing that it's, it is still the same response that maybe is happening in in Australia or New Zealand or Northern Canada, or like, I just feel like there's, 
it, it really speaks to me a little, it, like it drops into that idea of um, our global connection to the earth. And, and also to this idea, like I think that is really strongly held in indigenous uh, worldview that we're all connected. And if we're all sort of tapping in in the same way with the same thoughts and intentions and impulses, that that is such a powerful way of, of sort of raising consciousness or moving things forward in a, um, and stripping away, I think all this like capitalism and patriarchy and, and all this sort of like, stuff that we're wearing right now as society and really kind of drawing deeper into these deeper um, ceremonies really. So I, I don't know, there's something quite, so sometimes, you know what I mean? It, it, it feels really like functional and make you try to make sense of it. No, this is what we'll do. But I feel like it's also tapping into something that's quite, quite um, powerful. And um It'll be really interesting to see how it unfolds after we cross this bridge of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so unique. The fact that as a planet, many of us are kind of experiencing similar things. When has that ever happened? You know, that's that there, the potential, like you were saying, is amazing. And I just hope that we are smart enough mm-hmm. not to screw up the the possibilities we have of kind of breaking free of some really bad habits. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Understating it. <laughs> bad habits. Patriarchy, bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I did it again. Yeah. Can you get a patch for that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go cold turkey. Um yeah, absolutely. Do you have, um, I've asked a few other artists this, um, do you have like a physical response or an opinion or reaction to all the work that's happening online, like the social media, all the, all the stuff that, uh, you know, is coming at us. And, uh, I, I think there is some pressure as artists to like, you hear this, I keep reading this word, pivot your company online, pivot your, your work online. Do you have a, do you have any, any, uh, feelings about that? Um, yeah, I, I think it's been very hard for me to engage with it. And, and I mostly because it is happening on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. So you're getting oh, so much information and all the horrible things that are happening in the world. And then all the cute little doggy pictures and kitty pictures. And then, the things that are so hilarious and then you get the art and then you get the horrible things. (laughs) It's just all kind of layered on top of each other. Um, so I feel like I, I I can't sit and engage with it the way I normally do. Right. When I go see something, um, in a theater. So I, I, I kind of question how, um, well, I don't know if it's that important to me. So that's like the first thing I've sort of, mm-hmm. we've, that wasn't our, our kind of response was, okay, let's just put all our work online. Yeah. Let's, let's get this film. Let's get this. I think we're thinking about how we can share, share what we want to share in different ways, other than being in a theater with an audience. 
but um, it's it's almost like the consumption of it because it's such a social media is such a marketplace and there's such a consumption of things that it loses its um, strength in a way. Yeah, it loses that sharing thing that you just, you just use that word, which is so, I think, potent. You know, how are we going to share? And social media, it doesn't, it does, it feels like a commodity. Yeah. And I think too, to a certain extent, at this point, I, I struggle going really deep, right? Like I, I'm not really ready to go and watch something and, and, and really, I don't think I have the capacity to, to hold things the way they need to be held as a viewer. Um, just because everything's so wacky right now, like cry at commercials all the time. Like it's just ridiculous. You know, it's the car commercial and someone's driving alone on the highway. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, this is never going to end. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. And, and it's just, some people are, are doing it. And I feel like part of my response is not to, not to judge it, right? And just know that people are doing what they feel like they need to do. But I don't think it should be a directive uh, from anyone or any like funding body or any kind of um, that we shouldn't make ourselves feel like there's a societal worth if we're online being really active. I think just kind of being and thinking and planning and even doing without that social media aspect is just as important. So, um, yeah, I think that's maybe where my fear is that, that it might be just like, this is a new thing that we got to do. And this is how you, you give yourself value as an artist. Right. And I think that's a little, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you, do you have any thoughts about, I mean, I've been trying to wrap my, my brain around, well, what, what can live performance look like? Um, is that part of your, your thinking at all? Or it's like, if we can't be in a theater, where can we be and how can we share? I, I do. I think I'm wondering about like site specific work because I've done site specific work in the past and I, I really do love it. So once maybe there's a clarity around um, from, you know, the parks board about how that potentially could happen. Um, Cause I was, I was mentioning to star who works with me at Raven spirit dance. I was like, well, maybe we just take things outside, you know, maybe that's a possibility. Um, and then also too, I wonder, yeah, it's interesting live performance. I think I'm still grappling with that a bit, but that would be one, one thought. And then also like, I've been really interested in listening to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and listening to things. So not looking at them online, but listening and l- allowing those words that are being said out loud to evoke a space and a place. And I'm curious about that world. 
because it feels like it it's more of the realm of imagination and possibility when it's um yeah i don't know there's something about about that that's really really interesting to me too it's like um well the pod plays that are coming up did you see that that um, yes i did and i gave yeah. a little, little plug on on the the podcast that just came out with Kim Stevenson. I, um, and I was reminded of the one Raven Spirit did. And I was thinking about the dancers because i that's how I experienced it. Right. Um, but I feel like there is... I, me too. I'm like interested in what I'm hearing. Um, just to geek out, a little brain geek. Um, that your your brain receives information completely differently when you're not looking at a screen. If you're just like hearing it, Right. Which is why we're like trying to get the kid to like audiobooks as opposed to Netflix. Right. Because your your imagination is engaged, your brain is engaged. So there's something I feel like is really uh important about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like going down that that road would be really, really interesting and seeing what comes up around there. So yeah, it's just sort of like little impulses that I've been having and feel like I'll realize them more and more as we head into the fall and into this uh, new new year, new season that I think none of us were expecting. <laughs> no, not at all, hey? Yeah. And as like a mover and like somebody who works physically, like what is, how, how are you doing or managing just like in your day-to-day life, being in your body? Um, well, I've been doing, I walk a lot with my dog. We just got a dog three months ago and Ooh. she's saving our ass. Really. No kidding. Yeah. She's been, she's been a bit stressful in the sense of health wise. I <laughs> to take her to the vet a little bit too much right now, but she is, um, been so good. She, um, we, I walk her about three times a day and, um, she's so good with the kids. She, yeah, she's lovely. So that's kind of been my my physical activity. I'm starting to do some yoga. Um, yoga with Adrian on YouTube. It's pretty oh fabulous. My. Yeah, right on. <laughs> good, yeah. good. And um, I'm just doing some crazy exercise, like a class right now. It's a bar class. Online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do, I, I feel like I'm trying to um keep myself moving again it's it's still like i'm sort of oscillating around like getting deeper and having like this sort of like really expressive explosive moments with it because i just don't i just don't think it's appropriate right now (laughs) 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 just get myself through the day so yeah yeah, there, there is that isn't there yeah yeah, it's like I, I sit in the structure. So I sit in the structure of my walks, which I have my timer. And I'm like, okay, try to get 10,000 steps a day. I sit in the structure of the yoga. I sit in the structure of the bar class. And and it's enough to kind of keep me going. And and then I, um, yeah, I, I just think that's how I'm keeping myself self, um, kind of together, right? Sitting yeah. in structure. That's such a great way of articulating that, like sitting, sitting in the structure of, you know, I've, I've definitely, I've gone back to my Ashtanga practice, which I, I used to do it like religiously. <laughs> um, 
And um, for the, <laughs> this is audio, it's air quotes, Tara doing air quotes on audio on a podcast. Way to go. Um, but going back to it and just like feeling the container. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I know this and I can be in it. And um, there's some, fami- the familiarity of, of sitting in that structure, as you say, is, is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not asking too much of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's always that question, right? You, you always go as far as you can because you want to make sure you can always come back. Right. So that you always play that edge as far as that edge is so you can come back. Mm. And I feel like right now I'm not ready to push that boundary or those edges at all. I feel like it's just, we'll keep it close. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't need any more of um, the drama. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's crazy what's happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't feel like a time to be like, you know, mining artistic risk and, you know, like physical expansion. Yeah. It just does not seem, yeah, there's too much uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like we find that certainty in our bodies, right? And there's the freedom. Like, I think that's the beautiful thing. Like if, when you can actually, you know, do 20 minutes of yoga and then you feel a full, full um, breath in your lungs. And that's what you want. (laughs) That's the freedom of being able to then walk around your house that you've been in for, for, I don't know how many days and still be like, oh, I still have so much space. I have so much capacity. Hmm. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And um your so are you like is your world kind of expanding a little bit now that things are pseudo loosening up? Yeah. Well, what we've done is my sister and I have like we ha- we live quite close to each other about 20 minute walk away. So on my birthday, which is 2 weeks ago, which is we decided to open the bubble. So we had birthday dinner at their house, which was really amazing. It was really amazing. And so we've just sort of opened it to them and my mom and dad. So that's our social circle now. And I'm not too, I'm really on the fence about sending my, my son back to school. There's very good reasons why I think it would be fine for him to go, but there's also very good reasons why he probably should stay. So I will, um, the school that we're at, they're pretty flexible. So I think I'm going to keep them at home for another week and then just see how things go. But um, yeah, I I feel it's been really, really small and we're just opening, opening things up a bit more. So, and there's no interest to go into the office at all. (laughs) Right. Right. I'll just stay in my closet and I'll work from here. (laughs) So, and I just, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not one to go sit on a patio right now, have a beer or anything, right? It's just not. But that's just because of my present situation and where I sit within my family structure, you know, that's around me. I have to make choices based on, on them as well as myself. So yeah, I kind of feel like let's still keep it small. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah, I, we're, we're feeling the same way. We haven't expanded at all, but we're thinking about it. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Jasper is like, I'm not going back to school. This is great. I love being <laughs> homeschooled. Like, oh, really? He said, I have to share this because it was really funny. He was having a online meeting with his teacher and um, he says, well, you know, I really like school and I really like you, but when this is all over, I think I'm just going to be homeschooled. And she said, oh, okay. Well, your parents might have something to say about that. And he says, it's none of their business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, from the mouths of babes. I know. Cedar had his, well, he talked to his teacher. It was that right at the beginning. And I think we were all scrambling and his teacher was saying, um, he said hello to Cedar and Cedar's like, oh, I feel so sick. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And Mr. Matheson's, what's wrong? He's like, I've been playing Minecraft for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Cedar. <laughs> Probably have mentioned this before. I, I read an article early on and the, the, the heading was, Netflix will not break your child. And I just found it so comforting <laughs> because right yeah. now it's like, well, hey, what do you need to do Yeah, to get through the day? Yeah, I think there's something, um, it's, it's been very good to lower the bar because I, I do feel we have such high, ex, high expectations of ourselves. And I think that is probably what fell away so quickly when we had to start to isolate and um, everything's going, you know, the pandemic. And, and I think that is something that I've been able to let go of this high expectation, even though, um, I, I do feel like it's been, we've structured a bit of like outside time and we've structured school in and reading and all those things. So there's these pockets of time. I'm really, really quite, we've achieved, right. These small things we've achieved. Mm. So I'm glad about that. And I'm glad that it is. I think even the kids feel that expectation has just lowered too. And, and everybody's just sort of calmed right down. Mm. It is. It's, I, I feel like it's a gift. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Let go. Cause I, yeah, I definitely have the tendency of putting so much pressure on myself and it's gotta be this way and we can't, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, you're welcome. So wonderful to talk to you. Um, is there anything that's in your life just before we we uh, we leave that's like really either really working? Uh, you already mentioned like the walking and the yoga, um, or really not working at all. Just to leave us with a little a little tidbit. I don't know. <laughs> that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it's, it's like things really, really work for two days. And then I'm in like the next day I can't get out of bed. It's the weirdest. So, you know, it depends on what day it is and how I'm feeling. Yeah. Online dating isn't really working. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually really depressing. So oh, no. I really need to get rid of that app. 
Because <laughs> honestly, I look at and I'm like, you know what? I don't feel any better. <laughs> no. Oh, no. God. So, you know, yeah. that's probably one thing I should probably eliminate right now until everything's over. Delete that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's your big plans for the day. Yeah. Delete the dating app. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Okay. And I'll, uh, I'll put some of those links uh, in the show notes and um, have a great day. And I hope to connect with you soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time we saw each other was down by your studio. We had a big hug. So oh. I remember that. <laughs> no. Hug. Yep. Hug. Hug. Okay. All right. You take care, Michelle. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's it. Thanks so, so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, share this podcast. Word of mouth really works the best. Thank you so much to Michelle for sitting down and having such a thoughtful conversation with me. And you can get in touch with us at TerraShineTCP on Instagram, Performance on Facebook, or email info at terrashion.com. I'd love to hear your feedback and any ideas of people you'd like to hear interviewed on the show. You can go to the show notes for links for Michelle's information, bio, link to Raven Spirit Dance, and link to the resources for Black Lives Matter and other important places that you might donate or read up. Thanks to our composer and producer, Mark Stewart of Mark Stewart Music. Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a production of Tara Cheyenne Performance. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be well. This podcast is effing good. good.